So today I want to get a little bit uh, controversial, not too controversial. Um, welcome to Higher Quality News. My name is Jared and today we're going to be talking about Roseanne. And we're not going to talk about racism or politics because that's not what, <laughs> I'm not really going to get into that. But it does bring up an interesting topic about sleep aids and the pharmaceutical industry. So in case somebody out there doesn't know, uh, Roseanne Barr sent out a tweet that can be pretty easily seen as racist and everybody's up in arms about it. She made a pretty good apology I think that that's not really the point. Uh, she, the a network that she's on, ABC, canceled her show, the new Roseanne remake, within hours of the tweet, which is what a world we live in. An apology couldn't fix that, I guess. Just fine. We're not we're not going into politics. Point is, after this, she made a good apology, and without any excuses in it, I believe. And then she said something really interesting about Ambien. She was on Ambien. She doesn't remember sending the tweet. And this brought up a whole shitstorm of, of things. Because the maker of Ambien, Sanofi, sent out this real zinger of a tweet People of all races, religions, and nationalities work at Sanofi every day to improve the lives of people around the world. While all pharmaceutical treatments have side effects, racism is not a known side effect of any Sanofi medication. So that's very clever. I think they thought they were getting out ahead of the, the debate um, and trying to distance themselves from racism and all of this. This is probably their most liked and retweeted thing ever. However, I think they made a really big branding mistake. A really big one. Um, so, we're going to talk about CBD and THC and all of that in just a minute, but I just want to point out a big branding mistake. Um, Scott Adams got this pretty right on the head, I think. They mention racism and side effects and their drugs all in one tweet. And they they say they're not connected, but now they're connected by being in this one tweet. People are going to start talking about the side effects of Ambien, regardless of the fact that they're saying it doesn't cause racism. But everybody knows somebody who's had a very strange experience on Ambien, I think. Um, I think people are going to start coming out of the woodwork about with funny stories, weird stories, disturbing stories about Ambien. And 
I think we're also going to tar start talking a little bit about sleep. Um, and that's what I want to talk about today is kind of the alternatives. So I did a little digging and there's a really great, if you listen to Joe Rogan, I think he's like the most popular podcaster in the whole wide world. Um, and I'll put the, a link to this, but he interviews a sleep scientist named Matt Walker from UC Berkeley, and they talk about the effects of uh, drugs of many kinds on sleep, and it's it's entertaining, but it's a two-hour conversation, and there's also um, an article that I found, um, and this interview with him, if you don't want to listen to the whole two-hour conversation, the article is much much shorter and easier to digest, but it essentially says that when you take Ambien, which is a hypnotic, it's a sedative, hypnotic is the actual technical term for that class of drugs, when you take something like that, you are sedated, you are not sleeping, you are sedated, so you're getting rest, but sleep apparently is a very complicated process, you're missing REM sleep, yeah, so, okay, so in this Matt Walker interview article on the cut, which I will include in the show notes, um, he mentions that actually the placebo effect is far stronger than you'd think with the, with the Ambien and other kinds of uh, hypnotics and sleep medications. So just taking the pill is enough of a placebo effect to to help you sleep and the pill itself doesn't actually do anything to help you get sleep and rest which is really interesting um, so I think the science behind things like Ambien and uh, I actually don't I, there's probably other uh, medications that I'm not aware of that work in a similar way uh, from other companies Uh, but basic, but I also found some interesting articles about CBD and how it helps you sleep. Um, now, THC by itself, and I know this from experience, will suppress REM sleep apparently, and. After a while, when you go off of smoking pot really regularly, you will start to have really vivid dreams, usually. Uh, and that is your brain storing up its desire for REM sleep and going into overdrive, because now you're finally off the stuff that prevents you from going into REM sleep. Um, but I have a study here. Um, it is called... Cannabis Pain and Sleep, Lessons from Therapeutic Clinical Trials of Sativex, a Cannabis-Based Medicine, by Ethan B. Rosso, Jeffrey W. Guy, and Philip J. Robson. So this is an actual scientific paper. Um, it has a lot of scientific words in it, and if you can get through all that, more power to you. Um, and I can mostly get through it, and the the conclusion is that a 1 to 1 THC CBD ratio is really, really great for sleep. It improves the sleep quality um, for people in pain and kind of the more extreme situations like cancer. 
and MS and things like that that people take sleep aids for when opioids aren't working and that sort of thing. And so I would guess that the CBD and THC one-to-one -one ratio is probably the best mix for sleep aids and it doesn't cause you to send racist tweets. I think we've all had com phone conversations or encounters or text messages that we've sent while under the influence of something and usually they don't make us racist but Ambien is I think we're gonna start finding out more and more about this because of this Roseanne bar controversy that uh, there are a lot of side effects to Ambien that are really undesirable it's not helping you sleep because it actually just sedates you you're not actually sleeping technically and it's really addictive so there's there's and it and it's not better than a placebo so I think there's a lot of downsides and you're also going to start seeing um, more great studies on sleep and CBDs and THC coming out in the next few years because of the I remember last episode I predicted the federal government is going to do something about the schedule one status so I think we're going to start seeing a lot more great scientific um, studies coming out about these chemicals And again, Sanofi, they, that uh, racist, Ambien is not a racist drug tweet is really, it's a good zinger on Roseanne, but it introduces the topic of Ambien, side effects, and racism all in one tweet. And people's brains are starting to associating those three things, even though the tweet doesn't, so, tries to disassociate them. They're going to start being associated in people's minds, so uh, I think we're going to start seeing a lot of news articles and people coming out of the woodwork to share their terrible ambient stories, and people are going to start exploring cannabis, because who knew it could help you sleep? Who knew? We knew. We knew. All right. I think... I think I covered everything I want to cover. Uh, please check out the show notes if you want to. Um, there's that full-length Joe Rogan interview, um, but there's also some some great, good articles that I found about about this topic. And also, um, I it's a PDF that you'll, you'll download. But uh, I'll just say it again: it's cannabis pain and sleep. Lessons from the Therapeutic Clinical Trials of Sativex, a Cannabis-Based Medicine. By Ethan Russo, Jeffrey Guy, Philip Robson. And they're using a 1 to 1 THC to CBD ratio, which is pretty interesting. I think that's kind of where the future of medicinal stuff is going to be, is in finding the right ratios between THC, CBD, and the other um, cannabinoids and terpenes. So... Have a great day. Jesus loves you.